Um, would you wanna? Would you rather walk under a black cat or walk under a black cat? <laughs> is this cat? Well, I, I actually, I was, I was, I was trying to make it deliberately stupid. I was going to think of another one. I was like, I don't have another one. What, what's another two bad luck things? Well, uh, you know, unlucky number thirteen, and I can already tell from that ridiculous suggestion that it's going to be a thrilling episode and everything's going to go to plan. But let's see. Hi, I'm John, no H, and my kind of football starts in September, so I don't care who's playing, to be honest. And I'm John, and American football's not real. You're not real. <laughs> and I'm not John, and anybody who drinks any other type of milk other than full-fat milk should be hung, drawn, and quartered. This is with John not rather. Would you question? <laughs> <laughs> You forgot we do the intro part first. If they'll let me finish. This is with John just Rather. Got, oh. Just straight in with hun drawing, hanging people, drawing and quartering them without any, any explanation. Yes. But let me finish the intro and then address it. Sorry about John. This is with John Rather, a podcast where I ask two people called John, would they rather questions? And as you can already tell, they don't tend to play along. As... You go out been... alongside of the bed this morning. Oh, wow. It's going to be that kind of week. As they've already said, the World Cup is currently being played. I have not been following it, so we'll move past it. I think that's best all round. We'll dive right in. Would you rather be a snail or a slug? Snail? Because it's like camping. Everywhere you go, you, you take your house with you. <laughs> I, I'd rather be a slug because when people get more excited about nudist beaches than they do about non-nudist beaches. Tell, and I tell think, me more, John. I think, I think a slug is like being a nudist beach. You go, you go hang out and you don't take your house with you. You, you just let everything hang out in all its slimy glory. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, let's talk about slugs. I'm all for snails, because um, I live in a sort of rural-ish area, as I've probably banged on about in many episodes. Um, but I'll, I'll come home from doing whatever, and I'll, I'll approach the house, and there'd be a random snail eight foot high up the wall. So like, what are you doing up there, crazy snail? And he's gone back, he, well, him, her, he, I think snails like slugs are hermaphrodites. So do we use the, the term shim or they? I'm not, I'm not up on non-binary. I, I'm not really happy that it's hermaphrodite. It should be they maphrodite. <laughs> you triggered someone. Okay. <laughs> I also thought you was about to say that occasionally you'd walk home and there'd be an eight foot snail at your door, at which point I was very interested. <laughs> They do grow them big out here. Uh, not that big, though. Uh, yeah, just just random snail halfway up the side of my house. I'm like, oh, how'd you get there? And the snail's like chilling inside its house going, I'm having a break. Bird's not going to pet me off the wall. I'm quite happy here. Whereas I see a slug two foot high off the wall, and I'm like, you you are not long for this world. You are not going to survive the night. <laughs> Generally, I... come, back, come back, get outside the house in the morning, ready to go to work. Snail's still there chilling. Nice slug. The trail just stops. 
So it's either been picked off and taken away by a bird, or it's just given up and like thrown itself off the wall. But bearing in mind how sticky they are and how much adhesion they've got, probably not the case. I think that slugs are underrepresented in the history of the world, Salt. really. No, I mean one of the one of the things you always see are like those fossils. When you go looking for fossils, you always find fossils of snails from millions of years ago. So everyone the remembers this. Do not have bones. Every, everyone there, remembers. There's nothing to fossilize. Yes, I know. I was getting to that. So everybody remembers the snails. Everyone. They're not the poor... snail. They're not snail fossils. They're um. Oh, are they called ammonite? They were like um. Trilobites. Yeah, they were like um. A bit like squid. Prehistoric. Nautilus. Prehistoric snails. Ammonites. No, they were like squids that had a shell. Yeah. Ammonoids are an extinct group of marine mollusk animal in the subclass Ammonoidea of the class Cephalopoda. So they're a mollusk. Is it, is yeah, a and a snail, a snails, they're similar. It's just evolved. It's adapted. The point is, is you'll never see a fossilised slug. And for that reason, I just, I think nobody cares enough about them. And I, I, I care about them. I'm, Nobody I'm cares enough about them, and you should go camp snail. I'm I'm speaking up for the little guy here, the guy who's underrepresented in history, and who is the the underdog in the fight against the birds. Is it partly because they're homeless? <laughs> Hobos. <laughs> no, I think I mean they're not homeless. They've got homes. In fact, snails are just like. Well, they're 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 just travelling. Take their home with them. <laughs> I'm going to bet twenty pounds that you hesitated because you nearly said gypsy and wasn't sure if it was uh, appropriate to use that word or not. Depends if the slug's Irish or not. Sorry, snail is Irish or not. I'm not sure if that word's allowed or not. Actually, what Irish? <laughs> no, gypsy. Oh, now I've got this weird image. I'm very tired, but I've got this weird image of a snail with, like, earrings and wearing, like, a funky hat over a crystal ball at the gypsy woman in, like, Wizard of Oz and things like that. Asking to tarmac your drive. I think we've got our racial stereotypes mixed up. Oh, OK. The only the only gypsy I know is Thomas Shelby from Peaky Blinders. Was he a, was he a pleasant snail? <laughs> no. He, oh. Nothing to do with snails whatsoever no but you said that he was a traveller and snails are travellers no no I said I said he was a gypsy and he wasn't a traveller he had a house oh so maybe he was more like a slug oh see I'm thinking I'm thinking of the cast from Lockstock no not Lockstock Snatch Brad Pitt yeah did he did he was he a traveller he was and he, he was trying to get some guy to buy a dog Brad Pitt played a snail in Snatch and tried to sell a dog to some people. Yeah, that's that's exactly the plot. Huh. I've never seen Snatch. It's a good no, film, just watch I, it. Of, of the people on this podcast that have seen Snatch, I did not think you would be the person to report with seeing Well, I'm definitely going to watch it now. I love Brad Pitt. He's clearly got range if he can play an Irish snail. <laughs> <laughs>
punches people in the face and sells dogs. Yeah, that sounds incredible. I I I think slugs are um I think they're a bit of a plague. I don't I don't like them. I see a lot. Well, I used, I used to see a lot of slugs on morning dog walks at like six, where they haven't made it home yet. So they're they're like drunk people. They hang around. They're not not where they should be in the early hours of the morning. And once they've got home, eventually, all they leave is a, a, a trail of carnage and destruction of like random trails everywhere. See, this this is what I'm talking about. This is the kind of prejudice that slugs have had to deal with throughout history. They've faced unheard of apocalyptic attempted genocides of their kind. And they're just, you know, they're just chilling out, trying to find something to eat, some cabbages. And this guy comes along and says he hates them. You know, it's just not it's just not on. Um, right. I'm going to play both sides of this next card. Because it's happened to me. Have you have you ever st- stood on a snail, barefoot? Not uh, barefoot. I've, no. I've done it barefoot. Did you feel guilty, not Matt, when you stood on the snail? I no. always feel guilty when I trek on step step on snails. Same same here. I stood on a slug barefoot once, and it literally exploded on the underside of my foot, and I felt nothing but detest. <laughs> I felt violated. I and- hated it. And you kind of, you, you beat me to my, my judgment call there, John, because you, you made my point for me. I'm going to rule in favour of slugs, just because you're right. I feel incredibly guilty every time I tread on a snail, and yet I don't feel much when I tread on a slug. And there's no reason for that. They're almost the same thing. They're still living creatures. There's no reason to feel more guilt for one than the other. And really I, weird, I agree. I agree. Slugs are underrepresented. Underrepresented. Oh. No, no. It's you been... agree that, that you're going to go with your gut feeling and slugs are shit? No. There's there's something clearly wrong with us as They're human victims. beings that are supposed to have consciences and feel empathy. Like, I'd feel guilty if I accidentally killed a cat or a dog. Because they're almost the same, except one's shit and one's amazing. So, why is it different for snails or slugs? Because That's... slugs are rubbish, snails are hard work, and they take their houses with them. No, slugs, snails, snails don't need the support. They're they're lone wolves, clearly. They all want to live alone in their little one-story houses. And slugs don't have houses and sponge off the government. They they just they just want to be loved. They're just travelling <laughs> to try and find somewhere to stay, and they're never wanted. I bet slugs claim benefits they don't need. This is dog whistle politics. Yeah, this is, this is I, I reckon. I reckon slugs claim that their legs don't work and they need blue badges and shit. You don't have leg slugs. You can't play that card. That's not fair. Do you think there's snails reading like the Daily Smail and uh, going oh. bloody slugs coming over here stealing our shells? Joining the snail NP. Uh, no, I I am I am going to go with slugs just because I do. I think I think they're uh, they're overlooked and underappreciated. And I just think it's unfair. <laughs> Very unfair. Sympathiser. There I am. I'm a slug sympathiser. And what? <laughs> Slugs win. That's all right. I'll let, you, I'll, I'll let them slash John have that. They're, they're both. <laughs> all of our all of our slug listeners are, are cheering. Let, let us know on Twitter if you agree that uh, that slugs are underappreciated. And also, if you appreciate someone chopping something in the background, or 
that's possibly John outside stamping on a load of slugs. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I think it's John chopping up some lettuce so he can feed it to his slug brethren. Very possibly. So remember, you can uh, tweet at us and tweet at us. I already said that. But yeah, would Jay rather? Or you can go uh, Team Slug or Team Snail with these two on their Twitters. I'd, I'd give my left arm for like hashtag Team Snail to be trending by the end of the night. <laughs> that would be incredible. Would you give up your snail house? No. <laughs> As a homeowner, I As a homeowner. If um, if you've got any questions that you want to ask, not John, uh, you can t- uh, tweet me at John Would Rather, John No H, and uh, I'll look at it because we all know he's not going to bother looking at what I get sent. So um, me and me and my audience, you guys, we can talk about it and we can fire some good questions because we still haven't got any uh, listener submissions. And I think that a, a listener submission be from a, a different perspective might be quite nice. I'm happy to report that my request that no one follow me is working. So continue to not follow me that John would rather. Good. And I hope people continue to not follow you, John. I'm glad you're so supportive. I I, I do really hope that hashtag Team Snail or hashtag Team Slug takes over Twitter. And nobody knows why. Why? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. nobody actually listened there'll be like one or two people that just happen to have a lot of friends that happen to have listened and it becomes like this worldwide phenomenon where everyone's nobody knows where it's from it just becomes like a meme but anyway question two of two that's one nil to John you know which one would you rather play Monopoly or Pluto? Um, Pluto I think <laughs> you sound Pluto. very unsure <laughs> I can't really remember how to play Cluedo, so I'm, I'm just asking to play Cluedo so I can have a refresh on the rules. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I played Monopoly and the table wasn't turned over halfway through. <laughs> By whom was it turned over, John? Um, funny enough, it was a guy I used to work with, also called John. He, land, John he landed, so on part, la- landed on part lane and that was it. Fucking table got flipped there and then. <laughs> You can't lose if you don't finish. That is true. It's quite symbolic, really, flipping over the capitalist monopoly board. Viva la revolution. Yeah, but I don't think people ever do it as to be, like, against the uh, the system, against the man. They're doing it because they've tried to play the system as best they can and lost. And I think more people play monopoly than they do risk. I think risk could, could end up the same way if you've got people that have got short, short tempers. I love Risk. Oh, I like a good game of Risk. But we're not talking about Risk. <laughs> I've never played Risk. Have you not? Maybe we'll, no, maybe we'll do that at like, some live convention that we do. That sounds good. No, most recently I've been playing uh, the early learning centers version of Hungry Hungry Hippos. Ooh. And did the purple hippo kill in the kitchen with the spanner? No, because it's Professor Plum, isn't it? Yes. Hey, I remembered a thing. <laughs> I think John was trying to incorporate the fact that you started talking about any other board games but the two that I'd mentioned to try and get us back on topic. <laughs> I want to I wanna play Cluedo because I want someone to tell me how it works again. <laughs> so you basically... I mean, I just gave you a pretty good clue. Well, that, that's the result, but like with the cards and the, and the rooms and the 
Do you do you even bother rolling a dice? Yeah, you roll dice. You move from room to room, and then you can ask to look at other people's cards, or you can visit the room to figure out if it was happening in there or not. And then at any point during the game, you can make a guess. But if you guess wrong, then you're not allowed to play anymore. So you have to be sure that you're correct before you guess. So unlike Monopoly, whenever you get bored of playing Cluedo, you can just roll the dice and try and win. Whereas Monopoly oh. can go on forever, especially if you're playing with all them dickheads. You go, oh, let's do a reasonable trade. And they go, no, I want £10,000 for that. And you go, well, that's unreasonable. They go, £10,000, I'm not doing it. So nobody gets a Monopoly. So you just go round and round and round and round the board until eventually you die of old age. <laughs> oh my god. That sounds like a real family pleaser. It is. It depends who you play it with. As long as you play it with reasonable people who actually want to play the game to have some fun. I actually, uh, the last time I played Monopoly was a few months ago. Actually, it's probably longer than that. It was over a year ago. But um, it was the first time I think I'd played in years. But every time I've played Monopoly since I was 18, and we played at my house, I believe it was the day after Christmas Day, and uh, John won Monopoly and told me his strategy. And since then, I'm yet to lose a game of Monopoly. I told you the strategy. Yeah, I'm sure it was you. Do you do the... the... Sorry. I was just going to say that, you know, Monopoly only lasts a really long time if you don't have somebody with that ruthless killer streak who knows how to win. And it's a very obvious strategy, which I'm not going to share on this podcast, because then everyone will know, and I quite like winning. But <laughs> it's a very, very obvious strategy, and no one seems to ever do it. And it's it's genuinely been foolproof for, I mean, 11 years since you taught me it, and I've probably maybe had three or four games of Monopoly in that time, but <laughs> still. 100% record. Yeah, still, 100% record out of four games. That's, that's bloody good. It's not a... Uh, Monopoly's not the sort of game that you break out every single Sunday. So there's a there's a new report. There was a there was a sort of a meta of how to play Monopoly and win every single time, and it was just buy loads of medium priced property and buy multiple houses. So yes, you don't get the hotels, but there's only a finite amount of houses in in the box, and once you buy all, well, once you've maxed out all the houses, people can't then buy houses to then put a hotel on. So you own all of the houses, and you, it says in the letter of the law or monopoly, you can't substitute houses with five p's or any other tokens. <laughs> so the amount of houses in in the game is finite. And if you've got all the fucking houses on like medium priced properties, no one can actually make it a structure. No one can put houses down and build hotels. People just get stuck with possibly a lot of money, but with no, like nothing to spend it on because you own it. And then eventually they will just keep going around the board and keep landing on your middle to middle upper priced developments and just lose all the money eventually. Bleed them to death. Which is pretty much part of the strategy that John taught me 11 years ago, which I didn't want to share on this podcast. But there we go. <laughs> so all, all this new internet report coming out about, oh, this, this is now the way you play Monopoly. John figured it out over a decade ago. Yeah. Well done, John. <laughs> And if, Matt, you want to you stick to your guns and, and keep this secret, then feel free to no, edit it No, we will share, because that's only 50% of the strategy that he taught me. When him and his siblings came to my house over the Christmas period, and I had no food in, so I made them noodles and sausage rolls. And we put a tent in your front room. That wasn't at Christmas. That was when, oh. 
that was when um, I think your mum went on holiday and you decided to stay because you were working or something. So I said, help yourself to my flat. And I came home and there was a tent in my front room. <laughs> Obviously. And, and strangely enough, I really wasn't very phased. For, any, <laughs> for anyone that's wondering, by the way, the sausage roll and noodles, I did put cook the noodles in a pan and then add the sausage rolls to the noodles and mix them in. It wasn't noodles and sausage roll. It was an, an not an and, an, an noodles and sausage rolls. <laughs> But yes, yeah, so we're John Rava, our culinary, uh, our culinary school of tricks. Was it? Was it nice? It it was delicious. Thank exactly. you. Exactly. So shut your gob. You got a free. <laughs> you got a free meal. You won at Monopoly. You pitched a tent in Matt's front room. Oh. Oh. Bit of blue. Bit of blue for the dads. Um, are you gonna discuss Monopoly or Pluto anymore, or you seem to be quite bored of that question? Because one of you's really good at Monopoly and the other one doesn't know what Cluedo is. <laughs> I played it when I was like eight. I've not played Cluedo for 20 years. Well, that's good because you're nearly 30. So you haven't played it since you were nine. Or you're lying to us. But over 20 years. Hmm. You win this round. Damn, you did say Cheers. That cheers. That's all right. You, you just said I won this round. So obviously Cluedo for all the reasons that I just did. Was was worth backing. No, you don't win this round of questioning. Just in general, you win this round of me versus you. I, I think I think the words that came out of your mouth was you win this round. Yes, but Do I, I didn't... not win this round. No, you didn't stipulate that. So Cluedo wins. Um, I'm in charge, and I will just about do what You're I want. Your grip on this situation. I always, I just, I just allow you a little bit of. A little bit of wiggle room just so you think that you've still got some control. And then I snatch it back. Do you remember two weeks ago or three weeks ago, whatever it was, where I didn't even let John answer the question? Do you remember? Don't underestimate my power. <laughs> oh, God. It's gone to his head. Monopoly wins. Quick, quick John, let's start our own Rebel podcast in, in rivalry to this one. Monopoly wins. Yes. Is that because you've got the Monopoly on this broadcast? I don't. But... Monopoly you know, wins you... because I know John's very good at Monopoly and you don't know how to play Cluedo, so there was there was no just way of me awarding it to you really. Do you know what's Do you know what's brilliant? I've previously lost an argument on a a case without having to make a single without making a single argument. I've now won an argument without actually making a single positive. <laughs> I didn't say anything about Monopoly. I didn't say anything about Cluedo. We just discussed it for a while and decided <laughs> that Monopoly won. This, I mean, I'm glad that the tables have finally turned that that can happen. And that is what is so great about Monopoly. That it's, you don't, this, you can just sit there doing not very much and then suddenly you win. Well, this, uh, this podcast is a dictatorship masquerading as a uh, democracy. Did I use the right words there, John? Yeah, sure. Perfect. I think you find it's more of a Marxist state. <laughs> uh, this is Wood John rather, not Wood Mark rather. <laughs> Ask me a question. Okay. So, not John. Yes. Would you rather? Would you rather? Because um, that's the way you want it phrased. Uh, would you rather have a panda sidekick or have applause every time you walked into a room? Ooh. We're talking like literal. You've gone to China. They've given you a panda, so it's it's a full-on bear. 
the same time is a panda, so it's fucking useless. <laughs> but, it, but it's but it's still like my tame panda. Like it's like a pet, the same well, as pandas like... are tame. They're ridiculous. You, you try and sweep out their enclosure, and they eat your broom and then hug your leg. Yeah, but I'm just checking. Like, so it's like it's friendly towards me. It's not going to suddenly go feral and eat me. It's it's like having a pet dog or a pet cat. Like it's aware. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But so, you point and, at another human being and say attack, and the panda just rolls around on the floor hugging its own feet. I mean, that's absolutely fine. And I, you, you have also answered my question that was going to be when you say panda sidekick, it wasn't like a karate move that I'd not heard of. No, it's a real bear. It's a real bear. It's a real bear, but you, you or, need to go down to like Lidl and get bamboo and shit. Or you can have applause every time you walk in a room. See? And not, and not sarcastic applause, not... This is <laughs> this is this is full on applause. People cheering and full on getting... season ten friends applause. See now, oh, it's it's difficult because you're appealing to my egotistical nature. In which point, I love everyone to love me, or I want everyone to love me. But I'm gonna go with the panda sidekick, but not because of anything to do with the panda. But because of experiences from when we were in school together regarding applause, and I know how irritating too much applause can get, because do you remember, and some of our listeners that we know very well might remember this as well, when we had an assembly and they said something about something well that had happened in school and we all started to applause. And then she said something else which was kind of okay, so we all started to applause. And I remember just catching an eye with a few of the other gentlemen in our friendship group and we all knew no word no words were exchanged and every time the fe- the teacher paused to speak we all broke into applause to the point that after six or seven occasions of this she had to scream at us to stop applauding while the rest of the teachers were trying not to laugh and that was hilarious for us because we were the ones doing it but judging by the irritation and I can't remember the teacher's name judging by their irritation I don't think they appreciate it And imagine how many times you enter a room and also on the flip side of that when you enter an empty room how how miserable there's no applause there and what constitutes a room? Do, you, do I go camping? do I go camping and every time I get in a tent I go camping with my other half and we climb into the tent and as I get into the tent she just starts like crazily applauding me <laughs> no it's, it's like canned laughter it's like canned applause oh so it's not physically the people in the room applauding it's just applause sounds yes oh that's even worse then people don't even stop what they're doing and acknowledge me no panda all the way because I guarantee you if I'm walking in a room with a panda people are going to stop and stare maybe even applause maybe even applaud yeah best of both worlds and I'm going to call him Benjamin. Benjamin the panda. Benji. Benji the panda. Bears, you can't give bears people names. That's weird. He's Benji the panda bear. He's full of a pause. Oh, very oh. nice. Very nice. There are many, many bear puns. Can we just bypass them all and you can make them up for yourself? Because there's just so many. And I'm not going to panda to our audience. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag... Would Jay rather fill fill the rest of the hundred and forty characters with bear bear puns, please? Yeah, yeah. Tweet at us, send us some bear puns. Tell us what you think about the podcast because haven't really seen any tweets. There's been no reviews on iTunes. I mean, these two are polar opposites. 
polar bear? <laughs> it's an it's a necessity that you oh, do. It is. That was a grisly pun, but luckily you're very qualified to make it. Can't bear anymore. I'm sitting here thinking of puns, and then you two are wheeling them out straight away. It's like, oh. And he's gone with the pun about bears using the word bear. I've been not John. This has been Wood John, rather. And that's enough punish for one day, I think. I've been John. I've been punished. I'm done. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> and, and I've been John, and I can't top that. <laughs> Toodaloo, everyone. Sing me name, name, a football name song. Sport. Sing you a football song? Yes. Uh, Vindaloo. 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 Na 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 na. Na na na.